0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state
1: law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter.
2: Hey, mobile sports Betting legal here in the state of Ohio. Beck here to help you make the most informed bets possible. Get all of today's best bets by heading to betql.com or just by downloading the BetQL app. Claim your free three-day trial today. Head to betql.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for all of those exclusive sportsbook offers.
1: It is always game day in Cleveland. He's a Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. Uh, we are brought to you locally by Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling outlet. All right, so Darrell, um, trade deadline day overall because we kind of didn't get to that. Yeah. Are you – where are you on that? They didn't really do much, and we just talked about that. So, right. I mean, it, it, did they make the team better or not? Well, no, obviously they didn't make the team better. They didn't add anyone.
2: I Look, I mean they, – they Did they make it.
1: the future better by getting a draft pick? I, I'm I, trying to rationale the whole thing because, to me, getting yeah. rid of DPJ took the team – it's just creating opportunity for another wide receiver. That's all. Yeah, I, there isn't and, much to it.
2: And, again, it's it's a player that they were not actually going to go out and give any money to. Um, to, to keep him around. Look, they they brought in an offensive tackle, uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, you know him, the running back there, and then uh, another receiver uh, that I had to Google who he was. Uh, they added those three guys to the practice squad uh, prior to the trade deadline, a few hours prior to the deadline, which told me right then and there they I, not to expect a whole lot at the deadline. That you know, it, whatever they were going to do is either going to be probably quarterback or something really really minor. Because look what were the three things we talked about going into the trade deadline that they had to address or not, let me rephrase that they could address. Okay. And that was Uh, receiver, uh, offensive line and running back. What did they do? They signed three, each one of those positions. They signed a guy to the practice squad to give themselves some additional depth. So um, my contention has been, and you tell me where you come out on this, Andy, I just don't feel like that based on the trap draft capital that they have for 2024. Okay. That it was worth them spending the early capital that they have the second round pick, the third round pick uh fourth round pick. I, I just, I don't know that there was a move out there that they could have made that made this a significantly better football team or got them over the top. I, I feel like it would have required multiple moves. And then if you do that, right, if you trade, make multiple trades there to bring some pieces in well then the expectation you put yourself behind the eight ball to where we got to get to the conference championship game or the super bowl to make it all worth it right mm-hmm. uh, give up my 2024 draft capital the the best pieces of that right and that and that's where andrew Berry's between a rock and a hard place a with the Deshaun shoulder and you know that's a week-to-week thing and uh so I, I'm not going to sit here, and I'm not going to rip the Browns because they didn't make a trade. I understand that a lot of fans were very unhappy with the Browns that they didn't make a move. I specifically asked Kevin Stefanski uh, about that uh, particular uh, situation, the fact that they uh, stood pat. He reiterated how much he likes the team and the locker room. Uh, he feels like that obviously room for improvement, but he feels like they got the players to uh, you know to to go ahead. And do that. So I thought that was a fairly reasonable response uh, from Kevin Stefanski there. Um, And again, I don't feel like they missed an opportunity. I don't come away from that trade deadline disappointed that they didn't make a move because, again, I felt like it would have taken multiple moves to put them in a position. Uh, you know, to to compete for a Super Bowl. And I don't know that you can do that when you're in a spot right now, Andy, where you don't know what's going on with Deshaun Watson's shoulder. I mean, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like they know yeah. what's going on with the shoulder, but I'm just talking about his availability, playing time, and and how the rest of this season's gonna play out. If Deshaun Watson was hundred percent healthy, right? Right, and, and if he had maintained that, you know, that uphill climb that we saw against um uh, the, the Tennessee Titans there. Then, okay, yeah, maybe I can understand some griping that they stood pat and they maybe didn't bring in an extra piece to help them out. But when you have the uncertainty that you have with Deshaun Shoulder and the fact of this is a pretty good roster to begin with, uh, you know, is it worth giving up my early draft capital for some depth pieces or giving up what Washington reportedly wanted for uh, Jacoby Brissett? And that's a second round pick. Is it worth giving up a second-round pick for one start or two starts or three no,
1: starts? No, no.
2: Right? Right. So um, come so out on that.
1: Yeah, I, I, the quarterback situation just didn't come to fruition. And by the way, the quarterbacks that were truly out there, there's still a couple of free agency if you want to pick them up, and that's there's nothing to stop you from doing that. So forget about the trade deadline on that one. The one I was a little surprised was, and I heard point blank, it was on the table, a third and a seventh for Derrick Henry, and it got tied up in Tennessee. So that that was on the table. I don't, I'm not sure which side was offering or asking, um, but I do know that it may have come down to this weekend. But the Browns ended up with 155 yards on the ground against Seattle. Yeah. I think they're pretty confident with their run attack after this weekend, and that you know who knows what's going to happen with Nick Chubb for next year. You knew it was a rental, and that was been pretty pricey for a rental—a third on pick and a third and a seventh for rental down the stretch. And I think the Browns looked in the, in the running back room and said, these boys can get it done just as well. So I, I think kind of think that's where you're at with that. I thought for a moment though that Henry was coming.
2: Well, here's the thing. I mean, you already have Kareem hunt who's pissed that he didn't get the ball in a key situation. In fact, didn't even get the ball in the fourth quarter to begin with. Right. So. Right. It, if you make that trade, you're cutting him or you're cut. you know, you're probably cutting him. Right. Uh, Cause I probably, yeah. You certainly aren't cutting Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford's a piece of your team going forward here, uh, you right? Know, Pierre, Pierre Strong, oh, it,
1: one of those I, two. I it probably would have been one of those two.
2: You know, what I'm saying like Pierre. You know, to me, Pierre Strong's like the the third running back here, right
1: Yeah, now. I mean, are you going to cut Kareem after he just scored the game winner the week before? Right. Well, hey, it happens. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, no, it I know, but I I, I think that <clears throat> they looked in the locker you room understand. and they pulled. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying, though, right? Absolutely. No, I get it, and I think that's why these things are all talk. you know, I I asked uh, a general manager at one point, I won't say who it is, that I said, how close is this deal to being done? Give me a percentage. He goes, Andy, there are no percentages. There are two percentages that matter in a deal, zero and 100. That's it. There's no percentage on how close a deal is or if they're at the finish line. You're either at the starting line or at the finish line. And that's it. And so that kind of hit me when they said that to me. And I go, you know what? You're right. That's that's a reality. I don't. I don't. At this point, I don't think there's a big deal with with the running attack. A couple of weeks ago, I would have said I thought there was because it's kind of meh. Yeah. But you're, it's meh because you've got three guys that are trying to give you forty to sixty yards a game, and yep. if you can get that from three guys, then knock it out of the park. That's fine. The offensive line's done a little bit of a better job blocking for them too. So, and I think they want to be a running offensive line.
2: Yeah. And there's a little concern with the offensive line right now. Dewan Jones sure. got a shoulder injury. He didn't practice on, on Wednesday. And uh, when he left uh, Lumen field, I saw him and we talked about it on our, our post game pod where he had that shoulder. He had it wrapped up pretty good. Now the good news is the shoulder wasn't in a sling. That's good news there. Um, you know, Zedaria Smith is another injury that we have to kind of keep an eye on here uh, as a, uh, as things develop uh, this week, Greg Newsom has a groin injury. That's another one got to keep an eye on everything else. I, I think that, you know, I'm, I'm not too really concerned about that. But those three injuries right now, Andy, uh, see, t- I mean, when I use the term significant, I don't mean that I'm I'm saying that they're going to miss significant time, but just their importance to this team. I, you know, it, it's significant that we have to watch those three players uh, this week uh, throughout the practice week.
1: All right, so uh, just to kind of reiterate everything that we've been talking about when it comes to the trade deadline, that look, uh, and and again, and I, I go back to um, my my thoughts on this because we talked, we discussed this on on the radio show this morning, and it, it's a typical kind of an Indians Guardians trade deadline, right? right. They're going to say they'll come back and go, you know what, our our trade is getting Deshaun Watson back. That's what's going to make us better. You know, we've got players coming back from injury, and that's just as good as a trade, and right. that's where we are moving forward.
2: Yeah. And you know, again, like it's just, it's, I mean, fans are fans. They're passionate right. about the team and, and things like that. Look, Andrew Berry was not asleep at the switch on this. Okay. I just, I can't stress that enough. He was making calls all last week, gauging interest, gauging what the market was going to be. And not only players that are available, but to your point, when you, you know, you mentioned about the, the Derek Henry, the three and the seven, potentially uh, mm-hmm. in uh, proposed uh, in a deal or whatever. Um you know, he did his job. The results might – it's similar to the, the debate about Ke- Kevin Stefanski in the third and three, right? He did right. his job. It was a good play
1: call. It he had must, seemed to cool off on Stefanski, though, as the week got on. Like, people were well, super pissed on well, yeah, Sunday, but, and then they finally kind of calmed down by Monday. But Tuesday. my whole point
2: is is just because you don't agree with the result, okay, that doesn't mean that these people aren't doing a good job. That, right. That that's my point. That you know, uh, and I get the emotions of you know, know, and the pressure fans kind of feel right now of this being a a must-win. If you as a fan feel the pressure of the importance of this particular season for the Browns, just imagine what Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry feel.
1: For sure, for
2: sure. And look, and I'm not sitting here apologizing for them or sticking up. They don't need me to apologize or stick up for them. But it's just. they, they're passionate about what they do. They are just as passionate about their jobs as you, the fan, it, are about your football team. And they are just as passionate about putting a quality team on the field and a winning product on the field for you, the fans, as you want to see that. And, and you know, it's Andrew Barry's job, as I mentioned earlier, to fix immediate problems while at the same time not compromising the ability to fix future problems. And look, I mean, they got an unlucky break that, that we, we talked about on the postgame pot. Like, they got lucky two weeks in a row. Well, third time was not the charm for them. They, they they got unlucky. Ball hit the guy in the helmet, bounced right up in the air for what felt like an eternity guide intercept, and they lost the football game. It happens. Now, I would have run the ball. I disagree. I respectfully disagree with Kevin's play call there. But I don't think it was a bad play call. I, I really don't. I, I I thought Kevin had a great. Uh, I think Kevin is having a really good year calling plays, Andy. I, I really do. And, um, and I think Andrew Barry has done a good job as the top football executive answering concerns. He gave up zero draft capital to bring in three pieces for depth on the practice squad. Very low-risk moves that cost next to nothing. And if these guys have to be used or have to be seen and elevated for game day or whatever, right? I, right. It, it, it's gravy in the bowl, whatever you're able to get for them. So, sure. um, again, I understand fans' anger and frustration and, and all those type of things over the results. Uh, certainly the the Sean shoulder injury is frustrating, uh, not only for fans, but you know, I, I think privately for the Browns, it, it's got to be a little frustrating, not in a negative way toward the Sean, but the situation is frustrating because, again, they're going into a sixth week not knowing or fifth, fifth game, I should say, but sixth week of this stuff, which you don't know if he's going to be able to play on Sunday. So right. um, I just, you know, I get it, but just because you don't agree doesn't mean it was bad or that these guys are asleep at the wheel. That's all.
1: Daryl. I'm going to give you my take on Kevin Stefanski here in a minute. You may not like it. Uh, let's do this. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder on Manny Baskin right after this.